Hey guys, I think we're live. We are live, guys. This is episode number 107. Today, you're going to find out how the most beautiful hotels, the most high-tech hotels in the world get designed with the Marriott brand. Super excited. Let's get started. This is episode 107. Hi, welcome to the Hospitality Live with Rupesh, the hotel industry's top weekly resource for everything hospitality. Each week, you'll hear insights and the latest trends. Plus, get ready to be inspired by hotel leaders that are here to help you grow. Now, here's your host, Rupesh Patel. What's up, guys? This, like I said, is episode 107. So excited to talk about innovation, design, strategies, all of those fun things that we all love when we pick a hotel. When you're like actually choosing a hotel, you're like, oh, this hotel is so pretty. The lobby's beautiful. The rooms are amazing. And I can check in without actually going to the front desk. So excited. This is episode 107. Like I said, it's the Marriott Innovation Lab, hotel design, technology, innovation, all those things combined featuring Jeff Morris, the senior vice president of Global Design Strategy at Marriott. So excited. Today, you're gonna to learn about design, you're gonna learn about tech, how they think about all those things and combine it for a great experience. Learn about the Marriott uh, Innovation Lab, which I don't know a lot about. I've read some articles, but I don't know too much, so I can't wait to learn more about that. Plus, Jeff has some amazing experience from his past uh, experiences, his work, and that he brings to um, this Marriott brand, which I'm so excited to learn more about that. Guys, uh, this episode and somebody comment, let me see where people are watching from. Guys, comment, let me know where you're watching from. Um, I'm going to put you up on the screen. Let's see. Hold on. Uh, and by the way, comment your favorite Marriott brand. And I'll tell you mine at the end, maybe with Jeff, with Jeff, I'll find out what his favorite brand is too. I'm sure he's going to say all of them. Uh, but you know, Marriott has over 30 brands. And uh, one of my favorite brands, honestly, is the Residence Inn. If you have a family like mine, it's so convenient. I love the residence in. Guys, comment and let me know which brand is uh, your favorite. All right, so we have folks from Canada in the house. We've got Daytona Beach in the house, Dalton, Georgia in the house. I've been there. Hey, Kevin. Um, Minnesota's in the house. Minnesota, it's actually got, getting cold now, which uh, I'm excited about Florida actually getting some of that cold weather. Uh, Pennsylvania in the house. This is a first, I think, for the first time we've had somebody from Finland in the house. I love this. Um, welcome, Joe, from Finland. Uh, all right, we got Austin, Texas in the house, North Carolina in the house. Uh, yep, Raleigh's in the house. Two people from North Carolina. I love that. Um, Courtyard, I, I like that. Uh, Pompano Beach in the house. All right, so we're going to get started. This episode is brought to you by, somebody put it in the comments, this episode is brought to you by SmartGuests. Com. And let me see if I can find the banner. There it is. Uh, somebody put www.smartguests in, in, uh, in the comments. All right. So if you need to increase your service scores, need to increase your uh, your revenues, smartguests.com has over 50 tools to help you do that. With uh, Smart Guests, you can have the operations, the marketing, your reviews, guest service scores, all those things that you need to improve your reviews and help your hotel uh, improve, go to smartguest.com. There's free shipping, high quality print services uh, with over 4,600 hotels nationwide. 
including a bunch of Marriott's that actually use smart guests. So excited to have smart guests sponsor this episode. Create a free account at smartguests.com. Somebody put that in the comments. Um, all right. So my mindset this week, and I think I forgot to put it up onto the screen, um, is let me, you know what? I'm going to actually read it. Uh, all right. So here it is. Here's my mindset for this week. And let me know if you think this is true. And I actually posted about this this morning. I said, uh, 99% of, uh, of 90%, 99% of getting good at something is being consistent. 99% of being good at something is just being consistent. So if you're trying to do something here on social media, you want a big following, you want to do something, you want to build a hotel, you want to work for a Marriott, you want to work for whatever, you want to do something, guess what? You have to be consistent at it. It's like working out. You want to lose weight or you want to feel good about fitting into those jeans? Guess what? You have to wake up in the morning. You have to do those things that keep you going. And 99% of your success and being good at something is just being consistent. If you guys agree, hit the comments. Let me know what you're doing to be consistent. Uh, we got Myrtle Beach in the house. We got Detroit in the house, a loft in the house. Hey, Marriott, Brian, Alabama in the house, Delaware, Orlando, um, Orlando. Kevin says autograph collection is his favorite. We got uh, Myrtle Beach. What We said that already. California. Uh, Ocean Ridge, Florida. Love that. Good morning, Katie. Um, like I said, 99% of you know being good at something is being consistent at something um, or just being consistent, you know, waking up every day. Whatever you want to do, it's it's that mindset. So that's my mindset this week. All right. Now um, I put this up as a poll. I'm gonna be uh, at the lodging conference and at high tech. And guess what? They're both at the, during the same days. They're September 27th through the 30th, but I'm going to be attending both of them. So the first day, two days and a half, 27th, 28th, and half of 29th, I'm going to be at the lodging conference. So I hope I can meet you there. There's only 41 more spots left. They're almost sold out. I almost guarantee by the end of this week, the entire lodging conference is going to be sold out. There's no more spots for you to join. So if you want to join us, go to lodgingconference.com to join us. And then on Wednesday, the 29th, I will be in Dallas, Texas, for the high-tech uh, conference. Super excited to learn all the newest and latest in technology for hotels in Dallas. And uh, I'm doing high-tech TV. So excited about showcasing some amazing companies that are doing amazing things. Shout out to Frank Wolf and the entire team at high-tech for um, getting me uh, to Dallas. And we're going to have a lot of fun seeing all the new things. Uh, but you know what I also, also love every week? It is uh, Sarah Dandishi, and she is here with our Hospitality Minute. Hi, I'm Sarah Dandishi from Ask a Concierge. Every week, I'll be sharing the latest hospitality and travel news and updates in a segment we like to call Hospitality Minutes. What's up, Sarah? What's up, Rufesh? How are you doing? Good. This hey, is what's exciting. your favorite Marriott brand? I know you're oh. a spokesperson for Marriott. You done a lot of things for Marriott. What is your favorite brand to call you? Um, okay. So I know there are, there are a couple. I mean, so it's tricky obviously because there are a lot of different types and tiers. Uh, I personally, when I'm traveling for work, really like Aloft. It's cool. It's funky. It's simple. Um, I'm definitely a fan of that. But then, I mean, you really can't go wrong with like, you know, Ritz Carlton or, you know, I, you, you can't go wrong with a lot of the brands. Let's just put it like that. Uh, but I, I think that that's one of the great things um, about the Marriott brand. And I'm, by the way, I'm so excited for this show. 
because you guys are talking about things that I have personally experienced a little bit when I got to visit um, corporate headquarters and the inner hotelier, the hotel geek in me is like, ooh, design, this is cool. This is where all of this like comes together. So um, I will definitely be uh, watching from behind the scenes, really excited for, for everything. So it's pretty cool. Well, you said you said a loft. Now I yes. call it a loft. Oh, which one is it? <laughs> I should. I don't know. Don't 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 ask me these difficult questions. It's not even seven a.m. over here. Okay, we're, we're gonna ask Jeff. To let us know what the correct way of saying this brand is because I love it too. Sarah, what's going on in hospitality? Okay, cool. Some interesting things that are going on uh, in the world of travel and hospitality that can affect us. So um, there actually a new Gallup poll that was published on September 3rd found that a majority of, of, oh my gosh, a majority of Americans support vaccination mandates on airplanes, hotels, and in dine-in restaurants. Um, now what's, what's interesting about this is that, you know, obviously it depends on where you are in the country. We've seen New York implement a lot of this. I know Los Angeles County, um, where I'm based, there's also a lot of talk about this. But um, I thought this was interesting, especially for us in hotels. 53% um, of Americans favor vaccination requirements to stay in a hotel, which is up nearly 10% from April. 61% um, um, are supporting it for air travel um, and 58% um, are approving of measures. So like if for any of us that have gone to any conferences, so these large events and conferences where it's like they require people to be vaccinated to attend or have a lot, uh, have proof of a recent negative COVID test, all of that, a uh, majority of Americans are actually in support of as they would make them feel more comfortable. So just interesting food for thought, obviously. Um, things out and checking on things is a whole other story for another day. But interesting to hear what um, American consumers are comfortable with. All right, now this I actually thought was really um, interesting, uh, and, and I'm curious to see how this plays out. Actually, so Bill Gates, um, he is now he now has a controlling stake in Four Season Hotels, which is really you know fascinating. Obviously, one of his businesses is um, invested in that, but uh, he actually went from having a 47.6 percent. Um, stake to 71.25. He um, bought out uh, ba basically half of the um, Saudi Arabian prince, Prince Al-Walid bin Talal. You guys want to test me on my Arabic there. Um, and they he, he got a big purchase of his, um, his part of the chain as well too, which is definitely going to be interesting to see how there's much of an impact if there is uh, moving forward. And then this one, I actually um, really found this story so fascinating. I talked about it a little bit on my video yesterday, but it, it's so fascinating that I wanted to bring it up here. Um, and I want to hear from you guys if you've heard of this or experienced it. Rupesh, tell me too. Um, COVID detection dogs. Miami International Airport is the first airport to roll out this 30-day test program where they actually have COVID-19 detection dogs. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. This is insane. How, how can a dog smell that you have COVID. Well, apparently if you have COVID, basically it causes this sort of like um, metabolic change in you. And you, you basically, your body starts to produce these like volatile organic compounds not to get into a whole scientific thing, but like if you know anybody that is like on a keto diet or they go into ketosis, your body produces these different compounds and it emits a certain smell like in your breath and your sweat and the dogs can smell it. But what blows my mind even more is that um, 
they, they are able to detect COVID with a 96 to 99% accuracy rate. So um, that's almost to me more accurate, I think, than like a swab, which is, I'm very curious to see how this is going to go. Uh, but there you go. That's what's happening in Miami. I don't know if you guys have seen this, uh, but definitely interesting. And that's it for today's Hospitality Minute. <laughs> Rupesh, you're going to leave me hanging. <laughs> I was trying to hit the behavior. We're trying to leave It's always, I was, I always like to see if you freak out just for a second. But you know, you're a consummate professional. You know oh. what's going on. You, you're on national TV almost every single week. You know how oh. to do it. You're yeah, a we professional. do. We do our things. We do our things. Have you seen that though? The I read the article two days ago. I saw it on the news, and that is actually pretty interesting. I mean, you know, dogs can send. Uh, sense bed bugs too, uh, which that been around for a long time where, you know, they walk through the rooms and they know exactly where the bed bugs are and they sniff out or whatever. Um, so, but it's weird that they can detect um, COVID on a person's body. Just like so insane. Unless uh, you're like me and you don't freak out that you have COVID. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I would be freaking out. Well, let's yeah. see how this works. I think um, more airports are going to do this and, you know, that's my prediction where they are testing it up more. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, I have to say Miami, I mean, just like obviously following everything in the news, Miami International Airport has been on the forefront of testing a lot of things um, over the past year. So, you know, it, again, we'll see after 30 days whether it ends up happening. But um, I just don't think it's so crazy. So there you go. That's that. Sarah, where can, where can people find you? You guys can find me everywhere online as Ask a Concierge. Uh, my website, askaconcierge.tv. And um, yeah, connect with me here on LinkedIn as Sarah Dandeshi, you know, the huge. Sarah has a huge <laughs> following on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, probably almost every, even, even on Clubhouse, Sarah has a lot of people following <laughs> her. Um, and uh, guys, please connect with Sarah at uh, Ask a Concierge, even on LinkedIn. Please follow her on LinkedIn. She has a, these amazing stories. She brings on amazing people and she has her own show, Say Yes to Travel. Yes, I have my own podcast, Say Yes to Travel. We talk all, all sorts of things that are fun and travel related. So, and some exciting episodes coming up for that as well too. And by um, the way, we, yeah. And by the way, we, Sarah and I are thinking about re bringing back the uh, social media bootcamp. If anybody's yes. interested, send us a direct message where we get to teach you how to build your social media following. Like we have both on LinkedIn and Instagram. Uh, we're thinking about doing that at the end of October. So you'll see some more promos here, maybe in the next couple of weeks as we gear back into helping you guys achieve your goals on social media because i know a lot of people are just posting stuff where they don't understand exactly what the, the strategies are behind it and sarah and i are going to help you so sarah let's get ready for that let's make it happen let's get the band back together <laughs> <laughs> well sarah it's always a pleasure i think next week we're doing this on a tuesday okay in town uh next wednesday so hospitality live and uh uh the hospitality Minute is going to be on next Tuesday. So just uh, FYI. You might have a special guest, which I haven't even told you about. So I'll have to let you know later. I might have somebody just sit right here and join me. If that you guys awesome. Guys, if you love Sarah, hit the like button. Hit the love button. Oh. And um, <laughs> I love you, Sarah. I got to tell you that much. <laughs> well, we'll catch up with you next week. Definitely. Have fun. I can't wait. I'm going to be in the background watching this episode. So excited. All right, Sarah. We'll talk to you next week. All right, see you then. All right, guys. Now, before we get started, 
I was telling our featured guest, Jeff Boris, that I am super nervous uh, because he brings so much amazing experience to the Marriott brand and his credentials are amazing. I'm going to try to read this without getting nervous because I am super nervous on bringing him on. Maybe I'll just bring him on and then read it. But no. All right. So our featured guest, this is episode 107. We're talking about the Marriott Innovation Lab design hotel design, technology, innovation, all those things combined to create a great guest experience, but also create a uh, valuable um, value for the owners, the franchisee uh, you know, community, all those things. All right, so here, here's the first couple of sentences off his bio. Jeff Ward is a passionate innovator, designer, and leader. In his current role, Jeff serves as a senior vice president of global design strategies for Marriott International. He leads efforts in distinguishing the designs of Marriott's 30 brands, provides oversight of product innovation and design strategies worldwide. He partners with leaders both internally within Marriott and externally, bringing meaningful design experiences to our guests as well as our valued owners and franchise communities. Prior to joining Marriott, Jeff worked at the Walt Disney Company for nearly 13 years, ultimately serving as the executive R&D Imagineer at Walt Disney's uh, Imagineering uh, Research and Development. He has some amazing experience. Guess what? He has over 20 patents. I can't wait to talk to him. Let's just bring him on. Jeff Boris, welcome to the show. Hey, Ruth. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. That is a very fancy introduction. <laughs> well, I, ha you know, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll, I'll, I wanted to read the whole thing, but I think in the in the uh, efforts of saving some time, because I want to get to the meat of the stuff. Welcome to the show. I love what Marriott's doing right now and what they've done in, in the past, you know, several years on just innovating and keeping it going. Now with us seeing all these new brands coming out, you have over 30, you know, 30 brands. How do you how do you keep all that together? That's what we'll learn. But I want to, before we talk about all those things, I want to talk about your personal experience with Disney. Like Disney's in my backyard. I live in Orlando, so it's right here. Um, but you know, you've had that experience with innovating for like the rides, designs, uh, virtually and physically experiences for, for the park. Tell us about that experience. Sure, absolutely, yeah. I, and I spent an awful lot of time in your backyard too. I was based in Los Angeles, but spent about a week a month in Orlando on average. So I got to go back and forth a lot. Um, at Imagineering R, yeah, hi everybody. At Imagineering R and D, my um, my specialty is connected experiences. So things that use technology often invisibly to draw guests more deeply into the people and things around them. So stuff that looks a little bit less like traditional roller coastery things and more like games and participatory stuff. That's awesome. So how did you actually get into that? Like, did you go to school for that? How did you actually get into uh, like, I want to yeah, do that. I, uh, I, my, really my background, if anything, is a cautionary tale. I would never recommend it to anybody. Um, but I, um, I have the weirdest background ever. I came up um, with a double major as an undergrad in two interdisciplinary majors, as people do, you know, uh, American culture and Latin American and Caribbean studies and um, then went to graduate school for colonial Latin American history. But I came up in the early days of the internet and I was interested in the ability to use technology to give people great experiences and draw them together. And that kind of became this thread through my career. All right, and you've also worked at Rotten Tomatoes. Mm -hmm. um, what, did that, what kind of experience does that bring you when you were talking about hotels, design, Disney, all of those experiences? Yeah, um, Rotten Tomatoes is really interesting because you know it, when I came in, it had been around for 19 years and is this thing that uh, you either love it or hate it, but it was largely known for that single individual thing, the tomato meter. And the sense was, 
could we transform that into something that had a deeper connection to its fans and make Rotten Tomatoes a thing that could stand on its own? And it's done a great job of that. It's a fantastic thing. And I'm very happy as a fan that it exists. Yeah, yeah. And with your ex with your with all your experiences now that you've, you know, done these experiences for the parks how did you bring that experience to the hotel business because we're, we're you know we both both industries create experiences for that guest um, but how do you think of a ride or something that's more entertaining bringing it into the hotel business yeah so, start thinking of those things yeah the, the first point to me is that they're both about emotional engagement right that in the relationship part of it it's slightly different because entertainment of course on the theme park side People come to you specifically for that, and so you have a, a clear goal. It doesn't mean it's easy, but it's clear. You're they're there to be entertained. In hospitality, it's a little bit different because you have a bunch of different reasons you might be staying at a hotel. You might be staying there because you have a big meeting the next day. You might be staying there because you're on vacation. And so our job is to figure out what's important to you as a guest and enable that. Uh, so there's there's the similarity in that people come to you with a goal. It's less clear on the hospitality side but they're both about understanding your guests and supporting them in what they need. Right, right. And I, I love that. So product innovation for a hotel brand uh, like Marriott, when you have 30 different brands that you're trying to reach goals for, how does product innovation work for like a residence in compared to that, you know, uh, higher end luxury hotel? Yeah, there are some things that are uh, very similar between them and some things that are, as you say, wildly different. So when we think about the core design process, when we are designing a space, uh, the tools we use to do that, I think, are pretty common to the way we approach any brand. And we can talk a lot more about that. That, I think, is maybe a, a fun and interesting thing. Um, when you get into the actual execution of them, of course, they're radically different things. When we think about prototypical hotels, there's a lot of commonality between uh, individual hotels. And that's an important thing about those brands, both economically and experientially. Then luxury, of course, is bespoke. So everyone is different and everyone is very tailored. Right, right. And, uh, you know, I, I pulled up some pictures of some different things that all the different brands are doing. And one thing that, you know, you, you guys have beautiful lobbies and I love the design side of the app. But how do you incorporate when you're like, oh, I want to make it really pretty, but then also very functional. Do you guys think of those kind of things when you're designing technology of course yeah so when we when we design spaces increasingly what we're doing is um, if you think back you go back historically you would start out with somebody's rendering of what the space should look like and we all kind of work from that you work largely on paper and move forward of course paper is a useful tool and many of us grew up that way but it's not the best possible way to envision space and so we now have much better tools to say, let's design digitally. And so that's kind of step one. And then as we move forward, we say, well, now we need to design that spatially. So we use tools like VR and AR to say, can we make that space and walk around in it and feel what that space looks like? The problem is on its own, that's kind of insufficient, right? To be in a virtual space is great because it gives you more of a sense for it. But as you know, often in hotels, we're in a business of inches. Can I get between here and there? Does it feel comfortable here? And so what we do increasingly in the underground, which I'm sure we'll talk about too, is build in conjunction different levels of fidelity physical models. So while you're in your VR headset, you can also walk around a physical demo of a place. 
So for us, the notion is we want to try as many things as possible to allow us to innovate. We know we're not perfect. We know we'll make mistakes. So for us, it's a question of can we make mistakes earlier in the process when they're less expensive, when it's just pixels as opposed to walls? Yeah. Or instead of uh, hotel, hotel rooms actually built out and you're like, oh, we messed up. And then you get to go back and kind of retrofit some things. And I, I know that happens for a lot of different brands. I'm glad that you guys have this base where you can actually walk through, you know, the entire process and the design, the implementation, all of those things. Because you have real rooms set up in this thing called the um, the underground. Now explain right. what the underground is, because I personally don't know what the underground, I've always heard of it as the innovation lab. Is that the same yeah. thing? Yes. And so the way we think about that, I was very excited about it. Before I came to the company, I had heard of it too, these kind of mysterious whispers about the underground. And I was very excited to see it. So physically what it is, is as you say, it's our innovation lab. And the way it works is in our headquarters today on the north side of Bethesda, we've been in a long time. It's a big building, it's like a million square feet. And uh, we have a basement and a sub-basement. And in the sub-basement is what we call the underground. It used to be a storage area. Years ago, it was renovated to allow us to build in it. So it's two things attached. One is a big white box that allows us to build things, whatever we need to in it. And we can talk about that, but it's 30 feet below ground, 18 foot ceilings, about uh, 9,000 square feet of that. And then in addition, we also have 14 guest rooms. And so guest rooms represent different brands. And so they show the current state of that brand and anybody who wants to can come in and see it. We bring owners in, we bring in partners, well, we let guests in occasionally, uh, but it's a place for us to iterate and try and test things. So we have, as you said, the different levels of fidelity. The first is digital, purely digital. And then we move into a low resolution physical build. So things that we can build out with foam core and giant Lego blocks. Yeah, And then as we move forward, we build things out in a more detailed way. We, As we go along, we're adjusting and trying and testing. And then finally, when we feel like we've got it, then we build out what looks like a real hotel room. Right. I, I love that. I love that you're working on property instead of just thinking about it like with a, maybe a, a furniture or a case goods vendor that you're actually working. They're bringing actual furniture in to the underground. Is that what, what's happening? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Again, it starts out virtual, and so it starts out purely virtual, then we build a really low fidelity mock-up of it, and then as we develop actual furniture, it starts to come into the model. Okay, so my, my question is, do you guys actually have running water? Like, is there like plumbing and all of those things? So that's a great question, and that's been one of my uh, pain points, is because of course, those rooms are incredibly useful, but they're in the sub-basement of an office building on the north side of Bethesda, and they are not plumbed. And okay. so you can't really put guests in them meaningfully. And so that's the thing that we are fixing. I don't think we're, we're talking too much about it yet, but in our <laughs> new headquarters, you know, we're a little less than a year away from being in our brand new, beautiful headquarters in downtown Bethesda, which is fantastic. And we will have both our innovation lab there and we will have test rooms, but those test rooms will be a significant upgrade as far as guest stay goes. Right, right. And so we're talking about the, the merging of design technology and innovation. And you know, you've worked on a lot of cool things in the underground and the innovation lab at the Marriott uh, headquarters. And you know, you work with a lot of external partners, but a lot of hotel or a lot of people think that, oh yeah, Marriott's doing all these things on their own. Um, tell us the truth, what's actually happening? Is it like you guys are, you have a whole team doing like flying drinks with drones and all these other things? Or is it uh, you partner with people, which I would think that you would, that's what you would do. 
Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of working from different perspectives and working with partners who understand from different angles. So when we think of our, our lab overall, the first thing to say is that design for us is holistic. Design is not just architecture and interiors. And so design is this function that has all of us in the company. So we have people from food and beverage who we collaborate with really closely and from customer experience and from technology. So all of us work together. We have the underground for that. Then we work, of course, with owners and associates because we when it gets to the right point, it's important to test these things in real hotels with real guests. And so uh, any owners who are out there who want to join in and participate, we are always happy to make those relationships and try things out together. And then, as you say, external partners, so other companies who maybe look at the challenges from a slightly different angle and can bring a different approach to problem solving. So we certainly have embedded deep hospitality partners who we've worked with for many years. And then increasingly, we also have partners in technology and other related areas who look at things from their own perspective. Right. And so uh, I know in the notes, I have flying drinks with drones. What does that mean uh, when you're talking about testing something really, really cool out? Because that's what I feel like Marriott does. You guys are probably one of the only brands in our industry that pushes the boundaries when we're talking about like doing just crazy stuff that you wouldn't normally see at a hotel uh, or even in the F&B side at a hotel. Uh, talk to me about the flying drinks of the drones. Yeah, when, when we think of innovation broadly, I think of it in a couple of buckets. There's what we call push and pull. So pull is the way we often think of innovation. There's a defined guest need where you say, well, here's something that um, is maybe an opportunity to improve or a way that we can serve guests better or a way that we can make them have a better experience. So pull stuff happens all the time. And then there are push things. And push is we think there might be something here, but nobody's asking for it yet. And so things like flying drinks fall more into the push category where I don't know that anybody's asking for it, but if you can make something like that that can really be a plus up on an experience, then it's absolutely worth trying to see if it resonates with guests. Right. And so would this be a push or a pull when you have kiosks? This is a moxie. Um, and I think it's in New York City or yeah. one of the big so, cities. Yeah, this is uh, we think of this as it would have been a push, but now it's more of a pull. There's a, a kind of defined guest desire there. We're mm -hmm. all used to interacting with technology more and we're used to navigating that environment. A, a number of guests, when they arrive at a hotel, say, look, I, I'm, I'm happy to do this for myself. I would like to and then just get to my room and put down my bags and decompress. So the, that is a great example of a project that is kind of both, but it's, I think of it more on the pull side, that it's a useful thing for guests that guests have been kind of demanding and we're trying to give them exactly what they need. Right, and this is from a couple of years ago. This is um, really as health and fitness was a, is still a big part of, you know, the average family or person that's traveling or anybody that's thinking of just being healthier and, and 2021, right? Um, you have working out in your room, and, and this is a system, I'm not sure if you're using the same system, but you're thinking of all these different things that you're already using in your home, or you're really using in your daily life to incorporate them. And I've seen it and um, with other, where they have a, a full mini gym in your hotel room. Mm -hmm. um, how does, how do those things, that's a pull, right? Or that's a push. Um, it is a push, but it, back when it started, that was a push that has, it's, it's kind of a, an impending pull, which is to say, as the world has changed, so there was the trend, of course, to guests wanting more ways to weave fitness in their stay. It's not always practical for you to go to the gym. Um, that makes sense. It was a good forward-looking push, I think. Now, it's very different when you say there are guests who have health concerns or who 
would rather work out in their room. There are multiple reasons why this could be good for guests. And so we definitely believe in giving you more fitness options, whether it's in the, uh, in the fitness center or in your room. And so there's definitely work going out there. Yeah, and I think what the, what the poll um, is, like the most popular poll I think right now is the digital key, the mobile key. Is that correct? Or what else is there that's really like high usage as far as amongst rewards members that are, are using it within the app? That's, I know. A, I mean, yeah, that's a very big poll. I'm a fan as well. And I think that uh, for loyalty, there are lots of advantages. And for guests, there are. It's, it's very convenient. Uh, you don't have to fumble around and worry about where your key is. Uh, it allows you to track things more easily. I think of it as a huge plus, but that's definitely a poll. It's something that we've heard from guests that they really want. Awesome. So we're talking to Jeff Forrest. He's the Senior Vice President of Global Design Strategies at Marriott International. Thank you so much. I mean, this has been an amazing conversation. We have a few more. I have a few more questions for you. Um, now, with the whole future of kind of tech design and being really innovative as being the forefront uh, brand in the world, um, what does it look like year, like a year or two out for the average hotel guest that's staying? Like, what do you think they're gonna. What are you gonna push out to them? Uh, as like, wow, this is amazing. Are you allowed to say? <laughs> well, I think we can talk broadly about it. To me, I think one of the trends we've seen coming out of the pandemic, and you know, there's there's always that question of when you come out of something really traumatic like this, what things will be temporary accommodations and what things will be durable. And uh, for me personally, I think one of the things that we've seen that we believe will be durable is this blending of work and leisure in a way that we hadn't seen historically. So many of us were in work mode and then you'd flip a switch and be in leisure mode and you didn't blend them as much. Now we're seeing more families traveling together with one person on a business trip and then the family traveling together and you're blending them in more seamless ways. So I think more opportunity to enable that seamless transition will be really helpful for our guests. We're already starting to see that, but I think it will stick around and I think it will only grow. Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely a, a future thing. All right, so we're ending the show off. What are some things that if you're not, folks that are listening, not everybody's a Marriott uh, uh, associate uh, that's, that's working for the brand. If they're thinking of like, hey, I want my hotel to be high tech because it's a boutique hotel, we're independent, or we're with another brand and I would love to, see you know this thing like what would you help what would you say to these folks that are listening that how can we think of when we're thinking about technology because it's expensive and to move quick on it right yeah. uh, before it like falls apart uh how, how do we implement that or how can we start thinking of different ways of being creative when we're talking about design innovation and technology yeah for me the first question is always what's the guest benefit right so and that has a bunch of value because the, the guest benefit, if you make your guests happy, then we all know as business people, they will come back and you'll make more money. The, the happier your guest is, the more successful you'll be financially and, and the more rewarding it will be for everybody. So with any technology implementation, my first question is, is this something the guest wants or will want? Because sometimes technology takes long enough to implement that you have to predict what guests are going to want by the time you get there. So if anything, that's the one biggest piece of advice I have is start with the guest. That's a, a thing that throughout my career has always been an observation that we made. Hospitality, that's one of the most beautiful things about hospitality is you're face to face with that guest and you have an opportunity in that moment to serve that guest. So as we design things, our ability to step back and think about how it impacts that guest, I think is tremendous. I love that because uh, I know a lot of times owners get super excited. The general manager gets excited. The management company gets very excited. Let's go do this. 
And then it's really hard on that guest to actually take that technology and use it. And then you've just wasted all this time, energy, all of those things. Um, and it didn't help anybody out. It just cost you a lot of money and time, right? Yeah, um, that's a great point because it's not just, so you're absolutely right that we start with a guest need, but then make sure you get your execution right. Because mm -hmm. uh, a great idea poorly executed can be worse than never having the idea to begin with. I love this. This is a great conversation. Jeff Forrest, he's a senior vice president of global design strategies at uh, Marriott International. Thank you so much. Where can people find you? They want to learn more about yourself and the underground or the Marriott uh, Innovation Lab. Where can people find you? Uh, probably LinkedIn is the best place to. I'm, I'm always happy to talk to people there and uh, email is always good, but uh, generally not the social media. <laughs> well, it's okay. You're busy doing all these cool things that are um, that our guests see and they love. I've had so many people uh, say that I love this one technology and it comes from the Marriott brand, right? Um, I have, I'm have i not a current owner of a Marriott, but my family is and I hear from all sides uh, saying that, hey, they're doing this amazing thing or I get to hear the inside scoops on a lot of these things. So thank you so much for this conversation and learned so much about how we can all think about design technology and be innovative as we move forward in uh, in bringing back the business, right? Any last words? Uh, no, just thank you. I'm very happy to be here and really excited for what comes next. Absolutely, Jeff. Thank you so much. We'll see you. Talk absolutely. to you soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, bye. That was awesome. Um, I, I've heard of the underground, but I didn't know exactly what it was. Now we know. Now we know that, uh, you know, they think of a lot. Marriott takes these different steps to actually uh, – make the process right um, and make sure that they get it right the first time instead of going back and saying, oh, we messed up and we got to do this one thing or we got to do these several things to redesign that room or that guest experience. Thank you so much, Jeff. Please follow him on LinkedIn. Guys, next week, like we said, I will be on next Tuesday. And I think the date, somebody tell me what date that is. That is the 21st of September. And by the way, don't forget, uh, September 27th through the 30th, I will be in Phoenix, Arizona for the lodging conference. I can't wait to see you there. By the way, I'm going to be interviewing a lot of you folks that are coming to the conference and learning more about your company and possibly highlighting you here on my social channels. Um, that's uh, 27th, 28th, and I'll be there part of 29th. And then the 29th and 30th, I'm in Dallas, Texas for the high-tech uh, conference, super excited to partner up with high tech and I'm going to be doing the high tech TV, which means I'm going to be showing you the coolest stuff in hotel technology live from the high tech, uh, trade show. Can't wait for that. So I hope that you can e join us either convention or guess what? Both conferences. I would love to see you at both of them. Maybe we'll go this, go on these, uh, conventions together. Let's connect. Um, can't wait till next Tuesday at 9 30 AM talk to you then guys please take care of each other take care of yourself and by the way the way you can support me and this show is subscribe go to rupesh.co and here it is uh if you go to rupesh.co forward slash show you can be notified enter your name and email address and be notified for the next time we launch a new show which is every wednesday at 9 30 a.m eastern time but you'll get to see what's coming up in that show and get the details and maybe even the show notes so definitely subscribe guys until then take care see you next week